Welcome back to Mishnah Yomia. Good to Nerev Shabbos. Shabbos Parshas Kisisa as Rosh B'nai Yisrael. Today we're doing Masech, this Peya Perek Zion Mishnah Beis and Mishnah Gimel. Zion Shin Nimsa Omed Ben Shalosh Shurosh Shnei Melab Nim Ushachachoy. A person has an orchard, an orchard of olive trees. He has three rows of olive trees, and in order to conserve and utilize every single inch of space they had, they would plant wheat. In between the olive trees, and the reason why it's called melavni, according to one opinion, white whitening is because if you look at the beautiful golden wheat fields, they have that golden whitish look from afar, and therefore they call them this melavnin. So he has three rows of olive trees separated by wheat, and in middle, the middle tree, sandwiched between all these other trees, is an olive tree which he forgets about. Ushachacha, he totally forgets about it. That's not considered shichacha. It's not considered forgetting. And the reason for that is, as we've learned previously, if something is obscured, let's say the ani covers over something, or the ani gets in the way and blocks your view, that's not shichacha. Shichacha is when you naturally you forget it. But as long as you didn't forget it, something blocked your view, you didn't see it, that's not considered shichacha. And just like we said by other areas, in other in other fruits and fruits that. Once you have a sasayim, you have 150 cups worth. We keep on using the word, the, cup, the, the measurement of cups, but really you could just plug in 150 cups and, and to Google and ask for whatever you, liters, gallons, whatever you, fa- you fancy. I'm just trying to use something that's somewhat understandable, somewhat we can, uh, resonates with us, somewhat that, that we can picture. You have these two sasayim on the tree, as we noted previously, that's already enough amount, it's not considered shechacha, ain't no shechacha, so too, if you leave two uh, sasayim of zesim on the tree, two sasayim of olives on the tree, it's not shechacha. Bamed varmamurim, this that we said, this that we said, the first case in the Mishnah, that if the middle tree that's sandwiched between the other two columns it, you forget about it. That's only so long as you have not begun the harvest yet. So long as you not, have not begun the harvest yet. So you can say, I totally missed it. I was obscured by it. If you began to harvest it and you leave on the tree. Even if it's a Kazayas like we mentioned earlier. It has the name Natufa. The Kazayas from the, the uh, Zionist like the place Natufa. That, that's such beautiful and delicious Zayas. No one would ever forget them. If you forget those on the tree. Less than Sasayim. Uh, because then you forgot it. It's not that it was obscured. You knew it was there. You just happened to have forgotten about it. So long as there are olives under the tree, so then you can take the olives from the top of the tree. What does this mean? So the way they would harvest olives is they'd have a guy come with a stick and he'd whack the trees and he'd the olives would fall down and they'd collect the olives from the floor. And the guy would also get out some steam. So, what happens here is the person whacks the tree and they start collecting the olives underneath the tree and there are still olives hanging from the tree. So long as there are olives beneath the tree, while he's collecting those olives beneath the tree, he's prone to look up and he's going to see and notice there are olives left in the tree and then he'll harvest those. So, so long as he's still underneath the tree, if he looks up, he, we assume he's going to look up, and therefore it's still in the tree. It's not considered forgotten. It's not shichacha. Once there are no longer olives beneath the tree, so this Tana assumes he's, then whatever's in the tree is shichacha. He's not going to look up, and therefore it's forgotten. Rabbi Meir Omer, Mishetelech, Amach, but he says, no. So long as the guy who whacks the trees is around, so he's constantly looking around for more trees to whack. You know that, that feeling, you want to bang something, you want to, you're holding a hammer in your hand, you want to try to find everything looks like a nail. So do here. 
he's going to whack it and whack it, and even if you collected all the olives, he's going to take another look, he's going to take another glance to find more olives in the tree, and, there, and therefore, until he leaves, anything left in the tree is considered yours. Once he goes on his way, and you notice olives in the tree, it belongs to the Aniyim. Mishnah Gimel, a new halacha. While we have talked about Peya and Shechah and Leket in, the, in this Masechta, there's a new halacha called Prat in Ololos. And these, these apply specifically to grapes. The Pasuk tells us in Vayikr Yotes, the Karmacha lo Karmacha lo You should not totally empty out, totally remove everything from the vineyard. You should not take everything out of the vineyard. What exactly this means? So AZ prat, what does it mean the things you leave behind? What is prat? This this uh, this this idea of prat? Hanosher Bishas Bitsira. Prat is the the things that are left behind when you are harvesting, but but see from harvest, when you're harvesting the grapes and you take a cluster off and some fall out of the cluster, out of the ashkol and fall onto the floor, that's considered the prat. What's the word Bitsira? Bitsira means to harvest. So that's interesting because it's not a word we're, we're used to, but the Gemara Bamatsiya and Daf Petes on the base already tells us that when it comes to Harvesting, although in English we tenor, we generally use one word, harvest, and when you harvest, it can mean anything. You can harvest tomatoes, you can harvest you can harvest uh, wheat, you can harvest grain. Harvest just means to cut. In Talmudic uh, parlance, harv- each each type of species of fruit has its own name for it. As the Gemara tells us, your odrim to enim, your godrim to marim, your botrim anavim, umisakin zesim. These are all different words that are used. As Rashi says, Kulam Lashon Lakitahin. These are all words to say that you're harvesting. So, Bitsira is the word of harvest. While you're harvesting the grapes, you take an eshkel off, a cluster off, some fall, those belong to the Aniyim. But only things that fall in a natural way. Hayabotzer, what happens is, Oketz Esa Eshkel, Hasabak Bailim, Nofam Yadl Aretz, Benifrat, Harihu Shabal Bais. What happens if, while you're harvesting, you take an entire eshkol off, and rather than the grapes falling out of the eshkol onto the floor, you 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 slip, you, you drop the entire cluster, they fall, they spread out all over the place, so that belongs to the balabayas, that belongs to you, because it's only things that fall naturally. In this case, something knocked it down, it knocked it to the floor. So what if a person says he's going to be a smart aleck? What's he going to do? He knows once the grapes fall from the from the from the cluster, so they belong to the yani. So what's he going to do? He's going to spread out a basket beneath his harvest beneath his tree. So while he harvests, if anything falls off, he'll catch it before it hits the floor, and therefore it'll belong to him. Says the Gemara, gezel es He's stealing from the aniim, from the poor people. Al Zenemar, and he quotes a Pasik in Mishle, Al Zenemar Altis Atasik Vol Olim. Do not do not remove the gvul, the 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 boundary that your father set up. Do not remove Altasik Vul Olim Asher Asu Avosecha. Do not remove the boundary your 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 elders set up. You're stealing from the Aniyim. Rev the Rev Zilberstein asks on this as follows. He says as follows There are two brothers. And they inherit from their father a massive field and a house. So one brother says to the other one, I have an idea. I, Reuben, I'll take the house, and you, Shimon, will take the field. They came to Rev Zilberstein with the following question. Are we allowed to do this? Meaning it wasn't a case like we find in Baba Basra, where, one, where each one wants the field or each one wants the house. We have to decide how we're going to split it. It wasn't like a ca- other cases we find where they were worth different values. 
Here is different. They said, are we allowed to do this? Because Ruvain, who's taking the house, he's now effectively finding a way where he's not going to have to take Trumus and Maestris. Meaning he's not high in Trumus and Maestris, but it's a workaround that now he doesn't have to keep. Hamitzvah Satsluyus Baritz. There's, there's certain mitzvahs we have, as we've been learning, truma, peya, shichicha, all these mitzvahs, and he's, no, he's not going to be obligated in them because he's giving up his field. So is this Reuven allowed to give up the field and essentially find a work or find a way that he doesn't have to keep mitzvahs at Lois Baretz? He's not obligated in them. Are we allowed to do, th- do this? And says, so says Rav Silberstein, our Mishnah might give us some clues. And the clues are as follows. Our Mishnah, as we just noted, if you, says you can't spread this basket beneath the tree because you're stealing from the Aniyim. However, Tozer's Anche Shem asked the following. They say, I don't understand. Until the, ol- the, the olive, or excuse me, the grape here, hits the floor, it doesn't belong to the Ani. Meaning, while it's in the air, it still belongs to you. It's only once it hits the floor that it belongs to the Ani. If that's true, so how are you stealing from the Aniyim? How are you stealing from the Aniyim? It didn't, never belonged to them. It's still yours until it hits the floor, and you're catching it midair. And says the toast was not a shame, quoting your Shalmi. It's not that your mom is stealing. Because if your mom is stealing, we'd quote the Pusik of Lo Sigzal. Rather, you are being mevatel a mitzvah's ase. You're finding a workaround in order to avoid the mitzvah's ase, the positive commandment, to give this olos, to give this prat, excuse me, to give these grapes to the Aniyim. And that's where we have to go to Mishle to quote a Pusik. Toast was not a shame, quoting your Shalmi is saying. That sometimes maybe you're not over a technical iser, but you're mevatel a mitzvah's ase, especially in our case of ha mitzvah's So this brother who wants to give up the field, well, not so fast. No, recognize when you're giving up the field, you mean mevatel an iser ase. And he says perhaps it's similar to the case where we have someone who, who has a beged, wears a garment that does not have four corners, has no obligation to put siddhas on it. And therefore, the only time there's an obligation to put tzitzis on something is when there's four corners. So one can technically live their whole life and never wear tzitzis. However, we say, why do you want to be vatal at Isra? Why do you want to be vatal and I say? You have, an oblig- you have an opportunity to keep mitzvos. Why are you running from them? Why are you running from mitzvos? Perhaps, and perhaps he says, you're over a v'yeresa melokecha, fearing Hashem. Anytime you're able to do a mitzvah and you, and you find a way to be putter from it, not that you're obligated and you don't do it, but you find a way to, to pot to yourself. You're over me, you're over I'm in a fear of Hashem because we want to do mitzvot, he says. Why would you want to find a workaround? It's, it's, a, it's, it's not, we shouldn't be scared of mitzvot. We shouldn't be scared of mitzvot's toys bars. We should want to do them. We should want to wear tzitzes. We should want to have the, uh, these obligations. They're for our benefit. In fact, there's a ritva in, in, in Nida that says as follows, Avon Ravinu may have technically been putter from keeping Torah, mitzvot. But why would he want to not keep them? Mitzvahs are there to glorify our lives. They, they give so much to us, and therefore we should try, strive to try to make as many mitzvahs as possible, to do as many mitzvahs so that we can, we can live a life full of mitzvahs. And therefore he says, maybe technically this brother Reuven can keep the house. But Reuven, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to find a way where you're not going to be able to keep these amazing mitzvahs that for 2,000 years our ancestors pined, they wished they could keep? Like Ololos, like Peya, like Shilcha, like Trumas and Maestros? And he leaves it at that. It's up to you, Reuven, but re- recognize what you're doing. And with that, I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos.